I want to thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. Our podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. How well do you think the disciples got along? Have you ever wondered about that? They were together a lot. They came from different backgrounds. One was a zealot, another a tax collector, others were fishermen. And their personalities were different too. Peter seems to always speak first. Nathaniel was without guile or deceit. So what was life like in the company of Jesus? Today on Drawing Near, we get a brief glimpse of an interaction between the disciples of Jesus. Please take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 9 as we study the path to greatness. And as we prepare for this study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. And Father in heaven, we thank you for the privilege of coming before you, of speaking directly to you. How often, Father, do we rely on our ability to come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? We who were once dead in our sin, in darkness, we who were once enemies of yours, now are your children, and we can boldly approach the throne of grace. We can come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, who sits at your right hand and intercedes for us. And so, Father, we ask in his name that you help us to study today, to understand to think on these things, and then to apply them to our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to begin today by looking at Luke 9, verse 46. In verse 46, Luke writes, Then a dispute arose among them as to which of them would be the greatest. The individuals that Luke is writing about are the disciples, and we're told a dispute an argument, a disagreement arose among them, and the disagreement was over the issue of which of them would be the greatest. Now, we've already asked the question, what was life like among the disciples around Jesus? Well, this is at least a minor glimpse. It wasn't perfect. There were arguments. There were disputes. We know on a few occasions that this particular issue was a cause of disagreement. And so they're arguing, they're disputing. I would think that life around Jesus would be very calm, that everyone would be subdued and submissive, that they would be on their best behavior. But obviously they had been with Jesus long enough to drop their guard somewhat. Life around Jesus was real, and they are arguing, and they're arguing about which of them would be the greatest. There's not a lot of humility here. These individuals want to know which one of them is going to be greater than the rest of them. And we're told in verse 47, And Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, Jesus knowing not what they were saying, he wasn't listening to what they're saying, but he's perceiving the thought of their heart. He's looking to the inside. And we need to know this. The words that we speak and the actions that we do are important, but the heart that they come from is that much more important. We need to recognize that our thoughts, that our hearts, that our motives are really what's at stake, are really what is judged. 
we can say all the right things and do all of the right things with a perverse heart. We can put on a facade on the exterior, but on the inside, we can have a very different thing going on. God knows the truth. Jesus knows the thoughts of our heart. And Jesus, perceiving this, decided to do an object lesson. He took a little child, the middle of verse 47, and set the child by him. And after doing this, he says to the disciples, Whoever receives this little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. What Jesus is seeking to demonstrate by picking up the little child and making the statement that whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me, he is trying to emphasize humility. This little child, no doubt in this crowd, was humble. He certainly was lowly. Children did not have a high status in Israel. They could be discarded very easily. And yet Jesus picks up a little child who certainly could not represent God or his kingdom in any authoritative role, in any true representative role. And he says, whoever receives this little child in my name receives me. You guys were over there arguing about who's going to be the greatest. Who's going to represent me in the greatest way? Who I'm going to choose? And Jesus says, I could easily choose this little child to represent me. And whoever receives this little child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. Jesus was sent by the Father. Jesus humbled himself. He was lowly and meek. And whoever receives the one whom God sends receives God. And so the issue here is humility. While these disciples were proudly arguing over who should be the greatest and who would be the greatest, Jesus essentially says, this little child can represent me, just as I represent the Father. And he emphasizes this by saying the following at the end of verse 48. For he who is least among you will be great. He later says, he who serves you shall be the greatest among you. The first will be last, the last will be first. We need to understand God approves of servants, not just those who serve him, but those who serve one another in Jesus' name. We need to be sent by Jesus, but we need to understand that being sent by Jesus isn't a position of status. We are to come lowly, humbly, like a servant in the name of Christ, knowing that those who receive us lowly servants receive Christ. The path to greatness is servanthood, is humility, it's lowliness. John goes on in verse 49 and answers and says this to Jesus. Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. Lord, we saw someone casting demons out, and they were doing it in your name. They weren't simply casting out demons. They were casting out demons in the name of Jesus. But we told him not to do that because he does not follow with us. He does not walk with us. What John is saying is only we disciples can do this kind of thing. Only we who have been specifically chosen by you and specifically prepared by you can do something like this. We are special. We are the chosen. 
We are the elite. We are your disciples or apostles. But verse 50, Jesus says this, Do not forbid him, for he who is not against us is on our side. Jesus says you can't forbid him. Just because he doesn't walk among you day by day doesn't mean he's against us or doesn't mean he can't serve God. Now, certainly what Jesus is not saying here is this. As long as he says he's with us, he's with us. No, Jesus is saying he who is truly with us, he who truly does this in my name is on our side. If he were out doing this in his own power, or in the power of someone else, or the power of the devil, he certainly wouldn't be on the side of Christ. If he was denying the name of Christ, or the person of Christ, he certainly wouldn't be on the side of Christ. They don't have to belong to our church. They don't have to be a part of our circle to be a part of God's kingdom. We need to recognize we do not have a monopoly on serving God, and no one else does either. We need to know Christ We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to humbly serve as the Lord teaches us in His Word. We need to be lowly, humble, and holy. And others who seek to follow Christ in the same way, who do not deny Christ or the gospel or add to or subtract from the gospel, they're on our side as well. Do you understand the point of humility here? It is in the heart of a person to want to rise above others. And even those of us who would say, Oh, not me. Yes, it is. That's why we criticize other people. That's why we grumble against other people. That's why we look down our nose at others. We're positioning ourselves in our minds as better than them. We clean better than they do. We talk better than they do. We treat others better than they do. We're more faithful. We're more loving. Whatever it is, there's this comparative nature within us. And Jesus says, deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. Humble yourself and God will lift you up. I pray that we will ponder this today, that we will think on these things and live them out. Father in heaven, thank you for these truths. Thank you that it takes a childlike faith and humility to be recognized. And we should be childlike in our humility and faith, especially when it comes to this. Because, Father, We are sinners, and it was out of darkness that you pulled us out and redeemed us. You are doing the work through your Holy Spirit and your word, through the glorious gospel, in regenerating or sanctifying us. We can't take credit for any of this. All we can do is continue to walk in the light toward the light, glorifying Jesus Christ. Paul says, I will not glory in anything except the cross of Christ. May we glory in that as well. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.